1: What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, back in Blue Wire Studios, wind Resort here in Vegas. It is great to be back after we took a little time off, went on a cruise. You guys still got your podcast because we recorded it before we left, but so much to catch up on since that last time. So it's going to be great. We're kicking off this week. With pro wrestling. So, we're recapping WWE Extreme Rules. We're going to preview NXT Halloween Havoc, which is coming up this weekend, talking about AW as well. The suspensions are still going. Some people sign new contracts. Plenty to talk about in the world of pro wrestling. If you guys are new to the Corner Podcast, we talk pro wrestling, hip hop, boxing, and MMA. So much things that we cover on this show. You guys get three shows every week. This is pro wrestling. You'll still get a boxing and an MMA show following this later on in the week. So if you're pro wrestling fans like us, you're going to really love today's show. If you're not, stick around anyway. Listen, learn something. Maybe we make you a fan. WWE is good again. (laughs) You know, spoiler alert. So if you want to jump back in, this is the time to do it. If not, we understand we're still bringing you the boxing and MMA content later on in the week. So a little bit of everything for everyone. Plus, we'll sprinkle in a little bit of the nonsense. Oh man, I'm sure it's gonna make me talk Kanye again later on in the week. So, plenty of corner podcasts coming for you. We're we're feeling good. We don't take many vacations. We're back, feel rejuvenated. I take vacations. You You, don't. Yeah, this is my first vacation in the eight years of this show. Yes, I've taken. And I was on a boat with you. So, is this really a vacation? Is a vacation a vacation from the show? If I'm just with you on set vacation. Yes, because we're not doing the show. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like well, most I of our conversations are similar. This yes. Is just very, very sports. But we had, you know,
2: we had our families we there. Did. We, we did. went to Disneyland. We we drank. Well, yeah, we drank. Yep. We uh you didn't taste but you didn't do the Macallan tasting, but you missed nah, out. That was a little too fancy Come on. But <laughs> that was all imports. But it's you need a vacation sometimes, recharge. I didn't want to come back. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> my daughter didn't want to come back. My son didn't care. No. But that
1: baby never cried. You're a liar. That your, your wife saw my child cry. She my had, wife did see your child cry. Yes. Uh, plenty. Yes, for like 20, 25 minutes straight. I did not see it. So now she's joined your side. Everybody lying to me. That baby don't cry. Yeah, okay.
2: But it was good to be gone. We left right the day after Extreme Rules. So, yep. came back. So, I as soon as I got... Back from Disneyland, I had to watch all that wrestling that I missed. There was a lot of wrestling. So much wrestling. I was like, what am I watching? All that, and then what else did we
1: miss? There was no boxing that week, right? No boxing that weekend. Uh, We had an MMA card, but it wasn't great.
2: No, then I had to watch everything that happened this weekend, which we'll recap, which is all the boxing, Devin Haney, Clarissa Shields, Alicia Bumgarner, I'm missing somebody. Yeah, oh, Beyonce joked. Wilder murdering Robert Hellenius. Yeah, <laughs> we got and Caleb Plant also murdering burying someone. Yeah, I did. I just did a, uh, a show about because people were like, "Is that a post uh, knockout celebrations Is bad for this world?" I was like, not if you're talking shit. What? No. you deserve a receipt for that. Doesn't but even we'll talk if you're not talking
1: shit. Yeah, we'll don't talk mean, about that later the week,
2: and we'll preview yeah. UFC 280. Yes, yes, 280
1: from yeah. Abu Dhabi going we'll, on this
2: weekend. I'm sure we'll also talk about Aljamain Sterling and Andrew Tate. What the fuck? Andrew Tate
1: and the entire UFC roster. I have to now Google Andrew Tate because I only know him because kids love him on TikTok. Just don't. Don't even. So it's a lot coming up this week. We caught up on so much stuff. Pro wrestling being number one. Thank God I have five TVs in my living room. I was able to watch a lot of everything. Do you really have to thank God for five TVs? Yes. You know how sad I was when I only had three TVs? I could never go back there. This man just thank God That's, like, <laughs> for you, five TVs. Do you understand? If if I woke up tomorrow and I only had three TVs in my living room, I'd cry all day. That's the same. I can't go back. You cannot go back in televisions. Once you have them, you are there. So I need all five of my TVs. Today, I had the Yankees game on all five at the same time. When I came back, I had pro wrestling on all five. AEW up here. I think I had Rampage and Dynamite going at the same time because I don't give a damn about Rampage. And then (laughs) on the bottom, I then had NXT and New Japan. I was catching up on Wrestle Kingdom. How do you watch five different things at once and be attentive? Easily. No, it's not easily. When you have five TVs, you learn how to split your attention. It's it's not that hard. You miss something somewhere. I didn't miss a thing. It is incredible. All caught up on pro wrestling. First thing... First things first, something I saw online, and this kind of jump starts our conversation today before we get into WWE Extreme Rules and the debuts and, and the stuff it is set up now for Crown Jewel, which is coming up shortly in a couple of weeks. But the thing I saw online, which is a fair question, we see all these AWWCW comparisons, see them all the time. With that, then, make this the beginning of an Attitude Era, the Triple H switch for the WWE? Are they in for that same upward turn where pro wrestling has been cooler yeah. like maybe the past five years? Yes. But it became cool again because we all kind of just shit on WWE and how bad it was. Correct. And then we all went to indie shows and then like rappers loved indie shows and, and they built stuff around it. But now WWE is cool again. Everyone wanted it to be cool again. Is this where they take that that momentum and really turn it up where we get this second renaissance of WWE, their second Attitude Era kind of run? Because they are boosted by a company like AEW who's pushing them like WCW did.
2: Yeah, I mean, wrestling is cool again. I mean, that's all there is to it. It's We're in a phase where people are watching, they're popping ratings again. It's not like it was in the early 2000s, but people are watching wrestling. Yeah. It's cool to talk about wrestling.
1: I would argue it's, it's similar, different mediums. Because on television, like, television is just a dying space. It's not going to go up. It's kind of like getting lower and lower by the year. But a return, spoiler alert, for a little while, of a guy like Bray Wyatt does 10 million views on YouTube yeah. in six hours or eight hours or something crazy. Like, that's a huge number. It is. On just for YouTube. So they're they're popping numbers in respect to those platforms.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it's huge. We are in, it's, 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 everything goes in cycles, just like hip hop. Like The underground phase started feeding the mainstream and now it's all together again. So it's like the boom is, is they had to fail to go back up, right? So WWE had to fall on its face (laughs) and suck to start breeding the uh, independent scene, which led to AEW. There would be no AEW if WWE didn't suck.
1: It's true, and I will also mention, if you will go back, rewind the tapes. Five, six years ago, this man laughed at me. because I said, it would get better when Vince McMahon was out, and he scoffed at me. He said, why? And I said, because Triple H and Stephanie would take over, and Triple H will make a difference. And you laughed at me and said it'd be exactly the same. Ha! you could better. Yeah, you could do that now, because Vince didn't die. No, I, I did say he might have to die.
2: <laughs> like, it's but, different. Yeah. He, but, he, but he's not involved? But you're right. He's not involved in, uh, with, for those of you out here that read books, Kanye doesn't. No. But Brian Gowertz's book, um, damn it, I forgot what it's called. I'm reading it now. It, it, it plants a lot of seeds of how Triple H operates. Because Gowertz wrote for, he writes for, like, Young Rock. He wrote for The Rock for all those years. He wrote for WWE from, like, 99 to 2015. Wow. Yeah, Gowertz was there for a very long time. But his book is right before. It's right after the pandemic. He finished it. Right before Vince is out. So he's like giving you insight on like how people operate. And if you read this book, you start to realize like Hunter was never about the bullshit. Hunter Hunter was, excuse me, always ahead of things. So, and I asked Hunter this in an interview when they did the Crown Jewel press conference. I asked him uh, for years, like, you told Vince that the business was changing when the curtain call happened. You got punished. You, when you try to do DX the first time, Vince said it was too crash. When you did NXT, Vince was like, I don't want pro wrestling. I want sports entertainment. Everything that Triple H has done, Vince has always been there to block it. Now Vince is not there to block it. Stephanie's got her hands full with other shit. She doesn't have to listen to daddy because daddy's out the company. And I asked him, I was like, do you feel validated now? And if you watch Ariel's interview, the way that Hunter answers questions is like, I got to make sure I don't shit on my father-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. So he was just like, well, you know, things have to happen in the business for the business to change. And I'm just happy that I was here to have the foresight to see these things happen. And I was like, you're, you're basically saying, yes. Like you had to get your father-in-law the fuck out the way for you to do things that you've been telling for years, the business is changing. And right now the business is changing. If WWE was continuing to do what it was doing, it's going to pop the same rating, but people would continue to flock to AEW. But now that he's there, he can do the things that he's wanted to do, bring back the talent that he likes, have pro wrestling in the ring, and now everybody's happy again. Yep. Hunter's been like, he's he's smart. They haven't lost any sports entertainment outside of the ring. No, they still, like, you can do both. But it's like, Goertz's book is very funny because it talks specifically about the Katie Vick incident. Like, there's a chapter specifically on that and how it came about. And, and, and Goertz talks about Vince acting out the simulated sex scene with the corpse in the, in the and throwing the brains out and how Vince was like laughing about it. And Goertz was like, we were mortified, but you can't tell him no. <laughs> you have to tell him we're going to figure it out. And he was like, it was awful. And he was like, Remember, because it was Triple H yep. that was boning the dead body in the casket. It was at a real funeral home with a funeral going on in another room. <laughs> and Gwerd said he brought it to Triple H, and Triple H is like, This is stupid. I don't want to do this. But I have to, because it's the business. And is like, Yeah, well, that's what Vince wants. Now there's none of that. Now there's rationale. And now, if a storyline's stupid, they'll go, Yeah, you're probably right. But before, if Vince dug his heels in, it was, it was off to the races, and it would die. Like, it was so bad. Like, I remember how bad it was, but it was so bad that Gareth was like, we had to act like it didn't exist
1: afterwards. It was like, it was so
2: bad that Vince was like, yeah, we got to get rid of this shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's funny that in hindsight,
2: Vince was like, you know what, that is bad. Well, because he realized he doesn't listen, but he still has to go through with his vision. And then when it fails, he'll go just make it go away. That's his, that's his basically saying, my bad. Yeah, But Triple H doesn't have that. Triple H is like, mm, this isn't good. Let's get rid of it before it starts. It's pretty smart. Yeah, it is. But that's how you see, like, the vision. So now as we go into this new era of pro wrestling, where you have AEW versus WWE, it's not, Triple H is not like, I'm just doing this. As much as he'll lie and say, I don't watch what's going on, you absolutely watch what's going on. Yeah. you Like, you may not watch Dynamite every week, but, yeah, you're on social media, too. You see them clips. It's like, ooh, is that guy going to be a free agent? I want him. So it, he watches. He's, he's ahead of the curve. So we're in for a... uh It's another boom. Like, WrestleMania will be
1: very interesting this year. The last time we saw this boom, again, Attitude Era, going through it, many similarities. Yeah. Right before the Attitude Era, WWE's kind of stale. They know what to do with the talent from the early 90s mixed in with the new guys coming up. Kind of just a stalemate. Had a bunch of stupid characters. Like, in, in the meantime, and pro wrestlers who really didn't fit that at a time, but then some people who had both, like Shawn Michaels, and then some people like Bret Hart who learned how to do both, still were like, "I'm really not fitting in here." And then they decided to let people go, and most went to WCW. So you right. lose Hogan, you lose Hall, you lose Nash, you lose um, Luger, you lose Bret. There, there's that's an influx of talent going the other way. Right, huge names. And people are like, wow, it's gonna collapse. You keep some. Yeah. Keep Taker. Keep Sean, whatever Sean is at that point. Uh, and you're like, yo, we gotta, we gotta figure this out. Then we get stars. Like you get a guy like Foley, yep. who comes in, and becomes mankind, and really takes Taker, as good as Taker was, an amazing legacy and everything. I would argue Foley took Taker to the legendary level. Yes. Those two were magic. And then you're like, oh, I got to watch. This. Foley and Kane. Those two storylines. Yeah. Really there's true. no Kane without Foley in mind. Right. So the Mankind thing really was like, yo. And then Kane was the next iteration. Taker's the main man forever. After that. Taker becomes bigger. He's already there. Then you get a guy like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Who, as great as it is, wouldn't have happened at all without one... Saying bye to Holland Nash because you're not matching that, And then getting, you know, the hug in the ring and everything. Punishing trips. Yep. Stone cold is made. But even then, there's no spot for him if you keep the Hogans. Right. If you keep the Savages. If, if you don't cut all that talent and lose all these guys, you can't elevate a guy like that. And then you have some foresight. You bring a guy like The Rock who's stale as hell. There's no room for The Rock to really go through and they took his time for as much as it's worth to go through the mid-card, have a full ass mid-card feud, become IC champion, turn on his crew, and then build to the WWE champion. There's no reset without letting all those people go. Right. We see them let everyone go. Looked horrible in, in the time. Now it looks like bring some people back, but they're building what the people left and who they have. Right. Who's that next person become that that star off of it? And before then, who saved WWE during the Attitude Era? Well, look. See? The (laughs) people
2: are going to have this argument with me, but I'm going to make a very compelling case for The Rock. Everybody says Austin. Austin, hands down. I'm going to make you a very compelling case that The Rock is more instrumental than Stone Cole Steve Austin. For the Attitude Era, The Rock over Austin. I'm going to make a very compelling case for you right now. All right. For not even, not just the Attitude Era, but the Attitude Era and beyond. Yeah. Here's my case. Stone Cold Steve Austin was great. There's this. Yes. It's undeniable, yes. right? I want to start with this. Stone Cold's greatest WrestleMania moments were Bret Hart and The Rock. Sure. Was there anything else?
1: Stone Cold? Mm, no. There wasn't. The Rock… He was like special guest for one. It, was, yeah. it wasn't great. The Rock had,
2: obviously, Stone Cold. The Rock had WrestleMania 2000 which is the first time a heel had ever won WrestleMania when Triple H won that Fatal 4-Way. WrestleMania in 2000 was not great, guys. <laughs> Don't watch. But the fact of the matter is that The Rock was the one who laid down for Hunter to be the first heel to give the Triple H era a true run. So that happened in 2000. The Rock worked Hogan. Austin never got to do that. That's injury-based. This is my point. But I'm not saying rules are like, the rules aren't, I'm not saying that uh, <laughs> he was there. Yes. The problem with Austin is, and it's not even a problem, because if you make an argument that Austin saved it, I'm not going to argue you down, but I'm going to make this argument that The Rock was just as, if not more instrumental than Steve Austin, to the success of WWE, transitioning out of the Attitude Era and into the next generation. Here's the other thing. I mentioned Cena. The Rock is the only superstar. Stone Cold couldn't do it. Bret Hart couldn't do it. Nobody can do it. The only person that could do this as well as he could is Chris Jericho. The Rock is the only person who's just as successful as a heel as he was a babyface. Uh,
1: yeah, but there was very different. There wasn't much difference between heel rock and babyface rock. But he got heat. It was like a tidy bit but, of difference. No, but he got heat. When he was a heel. They put him in
2: great programs when he was a heel. But he got heat. Yes. He knew how to get heat. He was with McMahon. Instant heat. Look, look. Rock worked Austin, first yes. WrestleMania, as a straight-up heel, cor- corporate Rock. Yep. Rock had arguably one of the best heel turns of pro wrestling in Survivor Series 97, 90- 98. Eight. Uh, went through the tournament and yep. turned and joined with McMahon. When The Rock became Hollywood Rock, the fans hated him. Yeah. Every yeah. time it was time to turn The Rock heel, he turned heel, and he became great at it. Just like Chris Jericho was able to do both and be very successful, Austin was not a great heel. The fans wouldn't allow him to be that. They made a horrible turn of Austin. They did, but he... They turned him at the worst possible time. But he couldn't make it work. No matter what you thought, and it wasn't Austin's fault. I'm not blaming Austin for this. He was so over that when they did it, it just didn't work. Yeah. Here's the next thing. When Austin was supposed to work Lesnar, he took his ball and went home. When Rock worked Lesnar at SummerSlam, he made him the champion. When Goldberg came back, who did Goldberg go over on first? The Rock.
1: That's your point for uh, Bret Hart over Sean Yes, because... Like, st- okay, he was a good guy. Like, <laughs> No, no, it's not even that he's a good guy. He made everybody
2: else look good. Sure. So, Lesnar became champion because of Rock. How many times did Austin lose clean? It's like, never. No. He, he never lost he. clean.
1: Austin's two-year two and, like, two-month run... Yeah. ...is the most impactful run in the history... A oh, professional wrestling. You're you're right. But it crushed with the help of NWO Hogan and, and Bischoff, but it crushed a juggernaut of a company in WCW single handedly. Yeah. Right, but again, Austin worked rock. Austin could have worked a paper bag at no, that. No, he couldn't time.
2: have. No, he couldn't have. Austin worked McMahon and Austin worked rock. rock.
1: That's it. And McMahon wasn't even a wrestler at the time. but He worked a character.
2: uh, And I'm not arguing that, uh, again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Austin's run. I'm saying what The Rock was able to do, when Austin got hurt, the car accident, when he had to go get surgery, who was there? The Rock. Sure. When, again, when it was time to put somebody over, who was there? The Rock. When you needed a heel, when it was like, all right, you're the top babyface, but we need to turn your heel and make it convincing. There's The Rock again. All the biggest WrestleMania moments between those two are owned by The Rock. Rock versus Cena, massive. Oh, that's huge. But that's longevity. But, uh, but it's longevity, but he comes back, and I'm just saying, the star power of The Rock is undeniable. The Rock on SNL. There's a reason why The Rock is a superstar movie yeah, star, it's undeniable. right? Yeah. But, but you talk about The Nation of Domination, you talk about his IC title run, you talk about him putting other talent over. You talk about the promo skills. They named a fucking show after The Rock. Still going, still going to this still day. Going. If you if you don't have The Rock, and Austin gets hurt in '99,
1: you are in trouble. Oh, huge trouble. They they always had. I'm been a not a stickler about this, but I've always been like committed to this concept in pro wrestling. As long as you have four really good talents, you can survive anything. Four. And, and not mid-Carter's per se, but like four guys at the top of your company. They always say grab the brass ring, right? That's like the funny thing. Like, cool, that became like the fashionable thing. Like, you've got to you gotta be at the top of the company. You've got to be the guy. Right. You've got to grab the brass ring. Whatever. Yes, people should compete. But you need four of those guys. If you have four of those guys, it doesn't matter what the hell else you have. A W for whatever they are now, booking decisions, backstage brawls, punches in the face, they're fine. They got four. Yeah. It's all you need at any given time because you can always give the belt to Mox, can always give the belt to Danielson. Omega, when he's healthy, can always get the belt. And then and they had Punk. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Now you're wavering because you, you kind of fucked up your four. You can put Hangman in there, but he's... He's not a, a transcending type of guy yet. You're building him. You need four of those guys who are larger than life, who are mainstream guys. I don't know if Hangman's that. So now they're in a weird spot. MJF, somebody got to be that fourth guy. Because now that's why they seem a little rocky to people. Because they're their four went down to like three and a possible. Right. WWE, as long as you have those four guys, they always had the four. No, they did. Austin gets hurt. Or Sean gets hurt, you have Austin, you have Trips. Right. You, got, you always got four, and you're, you're straight. Even now, Roman's amazing.
2: Yeah.
1: You got Seth to put the belt on whenever you get in trouble. You always got Brock. Yep. You just need four guys. So, here, here's one other thing. You got Ronda, I guess.
2: <laughs> here's one other thing about the Rock versus Stone Cold comparison. The Rock was for us, right? For us. I mean, I, no, Stone Cold was for us. Dude, we love Stone Cold. Everybody loves Stone Cold. But The Rock was for the women. As much, we wanted to be like The Rock, and yeah. all, our, all the girls we knew wanted to bone The Rock. So he had a distinct advantage when it came to drawing another audience
1: that Austin didn't have. Yeah, that's the key. Pro wrestler. People say whatever the fuck they want. That's why Roman Reigns is the biggest wrestler on the planet. Right. So, look, women again. Women
2: love Roman Reigns. Again, I'm not saying that Austin wasn't instrumental. I'm just telling you I can make a very compelling case for The Rock being just as instrumental, if not more, than Stone Cold Steve Austin.
1: I would argue women love Reigns more than they love the Rock.
2: Nah, nope, nope. It's close. Nope, it ain't. It's it, no close. Until we need to get some women opinion. It's close. What what I'm talking about the overall presentation. Like Roman hasn't hit rock level yet.
1: No, no. Well, again, not like not yet. He is he could get there. He's get. He's climbing. Yeah, he's <laughs> the climbing. biggest thing in in pro wrestling, but I, I'm taking like 2002, 2003 Rock. Take any version of the Rock. 2002, 2003. I think the women love Roman more. I don't know. They like, took the shirt off of Roman. That he's universally adored by women. It doesn't matter what a woman's type is. I'm, they look at Roman like, oh, that guy got it. I'm telling you. The Rock, at peak Rock levels,
2: like, like my wife watched pro wrestling because she was like, who's that? Right. Like, everybody, but Stone Cold was cool, but The Rock was like, who is that? Yep. And then he grabs the mic and starts talking. I mean, we can argue about Flair, but that's the most charismatic man that ever touched a microphone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, Flair was great, but like, the, ro- the Rock is a different stratosphere. There was just nobody like him.
2: And and again, the the key to all of this is that I don't know if Austin would have put these people over. Not because of him, because of what the image of Austin became. The image of Austin became, you can't beat him. You can't beat him clean. So how would you be able to put a Triple H over? How would you be able to put a Goldberg over? How would you be able to put a Brock Lesnar over? Bring this
1: over? full circle. That's where they're at right now. We're on Morant.
2: Right. It, it's like, we got to find somebody to put... <laughs> how do you do it? <laughs> it? And eventually it has to happen, yep. but... If you think about it, Austin was always in the title picture until he got hurt. He was always in that area until he got hurt. Then he came back and they had the alliance thing. They tried to turn him heel. It didn't work. It was, there were things that didn't work. Nothing. The Rock made Hurricane Helms entertaining.
1: That was, that was a fun like a little backstage.
2: But it shouldn't him. have worked, right? Would a, I'm not saying Austin wouldn't have wanted to do it, but would it have worked? Now, Austin made a lot of things work. He made everyone. Rock made everyone better. That, and that's... Lillian... That's, everything. Coach. Catchphrases. I mean, Coach have, like, iconic moments. No, he debates Coach through the Charleston. <laughs> you can yeah. talk about, like, if you watch The Rock on SNL, yep. right? The Rock on SNL before, before WrestleMania 31. Uh, that's San Francisco WrestleMania. He's on SNL, and they do this whole promo segment to open up the show, and it's one of their highest-rated segments ever. The Rock was just that big. It's great. It, Austin was like... Your guy, like our wrestling guy, and yes, he wasn't mainstream. There's no denying that he was a huge star. But The Rock just kind of just he flew out of the orbit. He was like, if you didn't like
1: wrestling, you liked The Rock. I still say I agree. Rock ended up being bigger and probably better for WWE in the long run. Definitely. I don't know if that's arguable. Austin saved the WWE. Oh, he did. Rock took them out of fucking. If Austin was like shocking the chest, and getting your heart going again. Rock is you in rehab, yeah, getting Rock, your ass
2: running again. Rock transitioned the company into the next phase. Yeah, like Austin gave it that gave it that jump start it needed, it. and Rock came and was like,
1: all right, I got you, I got it. Because again, usually same bolt in the four hundred, in a one hundred WrestleMania you, you run that last leg.
2: WrestleMania nineteen, the biggest match on the card is Hogan and Rock, right? Does anybody talk about the main event? It was Jericho and Triple H. Poor Jericho. That was the night that Vince McMahon said, ah, you don't need a belted headline. Sometimes... We're at that
1: WrestleMania? No,
2: that was in Toronto. That wasn't. Oh,
1: okay.
2: I went to WrestleMania. My first WrestleMania was 21. Oh, 21 was in LA. I thought that was
1: in New York. one. Nah.
2: WrestleMania in Hollywood was my first WrestleMania. But it was, like, I was thinking about this, and I was just like, man, like, if you don't have The Rock, I don't know where this company is.
1: They've, we, we talk about this in UFC a lot. Where Dana White, they're, they're not the best at like making stars necessarily, but the UFC always seems to, right on time, inherit a star to take the baton and, and keep running with it, yeah. right? Generational talents, they find themselves because you're the biggest company, and you run with it. WWE has made some, a fair amount of them, but they get these people in the right spots, right time, perfect gimmick, and run. Like, we've never seen another company do, really. We haven't seen AEW do that yet. It's early. We never saw Impact do that. They have phenomenal wrestlers. But to make generational talents, global superstars, WWE just, they have a knack for that. They find a Sasha Banks. Mercedes was walked in. Sasha Banks is amazing. She never has to return if she doesn't want to. That company made her a superstar along with her talent. Kind of like polished her up. Same thing with the Rock. Goofy ass Rock when he first showed up. Yep. It was like this guy ain't gonna be shit. He's getting booed yeah. out of everywhere, looking like Tatanka. Yep, the Jerry Curl, biggest superstar in the world now. Yeah, motherfucker just took over DC. Like I run this. Yeah, DC Comics. It's it, it's nuts that they just continuously keeps going, keeps going. For all the shit we gave Roman Reigns for years and years and years, like, yo, got another one. <laughs> they got another one.
2: They got one, but they, like, fortunately, and as we start talking about Extreme Rules and everything else, it was on the verge of getting stale. Yeah. And then Vince did what he did. <laughs> he did his dirt and got his, and then retired. I put a
1: lot on Vince, right? And him leaving, being the crux of all the good things that's happened in the WWE universe, this is one thing. You know what? He started this and he stopped it from being stale before he left. One yeah. decision saved the Roman Reigns stale, like trajectory, and he's giving this man legs yeah. for another year, and that's putting Sami Zayn with the bloodline. Yeah, but I was done before Vince left. Vince did it, and it was like, what? Yeah, it's and just this shit is gold. It's gonna
2: take him for the next year. It is, and but you have to think. If, again, like you just said, Austin started it, Rock carried it, Triple H is going to carry it. Oh, he's going to carry it. Because it was going to be... You, We all know it was going to end badly. Oh, if Vince, Vince was, was going to wreck it. <laughs> like It was going to end badly because yeah. he doesn't necessarily see things through because he's old and senile and he doesn't have a grasp on reality and he thinks fart jokes are still funny. Yeah, hands down. Again, in Brian Gowert's book, he mentions... Gorworth mentions that Vince McMahon... The funniest thing to Vince McMahon is people stepping in dog shit. <laughs> and he says it's, like it's because... Anybody who steps in dog shit, no matter how rich you are, you feel miserable about it and you get mad and you're cursing, and Vince thinks that is hilarious. <laughs> that's Vince McMahon. It's like that's how he books his shows. Like people step in dog shit, fart jokes. But Triple H
1: sees the future and is like people are changing. Bobby Lashley drummed on his butt cheeks. Yeah. That's, and Vince thought that was funny. And then now he's beating the shit out of Brock Lesnar and finally giving us the matchup that we wanted for what? Like 15 years? But so that that's the whole
2: point. So now it's like. The the company transitions, but you have to have the foresight to understand, like, uh, we might have to change some things to make this work. And Vince was out of that. Like, he couldn't
1: see any further. Tom Brady can only quarterback for so long. Yep. And uh, it's time. It was time for Vince. But that brings us to WWE Stream Rules. We can recap this now, even though it's been a week. (laughs) Everyone knows what's happened. But we'll intermingle some stuff that happened on Raw and SmackDown since, as we go through here. Brawling brutes defeated Imperium as they should have. Sheamus is super over there, as a baby
2: face. Yes, he is. There's a shelf life on how long he's going to be over though. Why? Because it's attached to Gunther. That
1: says a lot. I was about to say about Walter, about Gunther. It does. And what seemed like. I don't know, Vince McMahon just going like, all right, fuck it, throw that belt on whoever again. He's a big guy. Who's the biggest guy here? Yeah. Like, put it on him. He lost some weight. Put it on him. And then, they're like, no, he's he's actually really good. Yes. And this thing has legs. It looks like it's carrying into Survivor Series.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, we saw
1: on SmackDown
2: with the Fatal 4-Way, which we'll get to with Rey Mysterio entering. And, yes. But we saw the brawling Bruce interfere and get their hands on like Soul Sacoa. So we... They're, they're going to transition there, but, I, but Sheamus is over because of Gunther. It's really that simple. Yep. Sheamus did anything else, it wouldn't have mattered. The only person he could have that kind of a match with was Gunther. And then the match happens and people cheer for him because Sheamus can't have that match with anybody else. He got close no. with Drew McIntyre. Yeah. But he had that match with Gunther. So now he's baby-faced to go over. Totally fine. And we're getting closer to war games and crown jewels. So we'll see
1: where this violence plays out. Still don't even know what the hell the war games are going to end up being because there's so many different factions that could end up being in war games and yep. the, the storyline justify it. that it's just like, yo, I don't know who's going to end up in. That. No, I mean, we really have no idea, but I'm very interested to see where this all goes. And then Ronda Rousey defeats Liv Morgan. Extreme Rules match. Uh, this, it's over, okay? I like what they're trying to do with her now. Who, live? Yes. I don't. She's trying to get a little more edge. It's driven her crazy. I don't. She keeps putting people through tables. I don't know where it's going to end up. But it's better than just being like, yo, drop the belt. Get the hell out of here. Well, no. They're but trying. It was... It's a forever. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I say this every week. It's not Liv's
2: fault. I feel bad for her. It's not yeah. her fault. They moved her too fast, and there was nowhere to go but down. And then you kept putting it with Ronda. And it's like, there's nothing you can do. It's not believable that she could beat this woman. So now she loses. And she beats up Sonya Deville on SmackDown. Yeah. pushes her through a table. But I don't know where this goes. Because
1: are they trying to turn her heel? If so, that's not going to work. No, you just got to give her like a I'm pissed off baby face. But I'm tired of being disrespected. The interesting
2: thing is, AEW is poor at this. WWE is slightly better. Move her away from the title and put her in a feud. There aren't very many women's feuds without a title
1: attached. No, I think Rhonda was on a pod or something and said that Like, they need more women's feuds yeah. inside of a title. But yeah, I mean, the tag team titles helped a bit. Um, and those flow back and forth. But yeah, and there's not many sustained feuds unless it's a horsewoman and then they get whatever they want. Yeah, but even then, like, name the last few that didn't involve them having a title of some sort. Oh, if Becky, there's four of them. So, like, usually the other two would still be doing something, even yeah. when they're outside of the title. But what program. happened when they split them up? They put the tag titles on Sasha and Bailey. Well, yeah, and then Sasha chased the tag titles with Naomi. That's and all, then Bailey was hurt. They're
2: always involved in this. The, the only stories that matter are always involving a title. That has to change. Yeah, That's changed for both companies. So it's like in Liv's case, if there's a dedicated focus on building her and keeping her away from the title, this could work. But they have They've never proven that they can do that. So, NXT had
1: a few. Yeah, I mean, like throughout the, they kind of. The, the, uh, I think Dakota Kai, um, when she turned, had nothing to do with the title. No, and that was great. Amazing. Yeah, that was great. So they've they've had like a few women's feuds that were like okay, you just got to no sustain it. That's the challenge is sustaining. it. We've never seen it on the main roster. No, and outside
2: of a horse. For the record, that extreme rules match, I thought it sucked. I hated it. It was the worst match. Ever. Yeah, I was like, "This is so stupid."
1: It just it wasn't believable.
2: No, it was, just, it was dumb. It was into it was a means to an end. That's all it was.
1: It was a lot about the bat. Yeah, yeah. Carrion Cross defeating Drew McIntyre. This was very short.
2: <laughs> this is very like
1: I don't really care. It was a weird match. Wasn't um, the greatest match, um, but the few's not over. Sooner or later, though, I, I want to see Carrying go. Yes. Now the company is not just sports entertainment. And that was starting to be my knock on him in NXT before they brought him up and gave him the BDSM gimmick was, yo, he's champion, but it ain't really doing what it should be doing. They didn't give it any time.
2: We don't know. Like, here's the problem with Cross. We don't know who he is. We don't.
1: He took a gimmick from somewhere else. It's really not explained. Like, the toll... Like, he was the toll man or whatever. And then, like, you got to pay your toll to, like, get here, blah, blah. And then, like, you have a certain amount of time and everything. That was kind of fleshed out in Impact. Um, even here, at SW, where it was, like, yeah. created. They told the story of why he was like that. 3W is just like, yo, he's this guy with a fucking time turner and this hot chick. And it's just like, you, you got to give him a feud where he can explain what TikTok means. Yeah, or just anything. What this anarchy shit is. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. I think, my
2: personal opinion, if you if you weren't going to have, Drew is one of the most protected guys on the roster. Right? If you're not going to have Cross just outright beat him, there's no point in doing this. Cross needs to beat somebody definitively. Yeah. And I don't think, Drew's in that weird spot where he's like a made man and it's like, uh, he's not going to put, this goes back to my rock argument earlier. It's not Drew's fault. I'm sure Drew would do it, but they protected him in a way like, uh, we need somebody to title picture? Throw Drew in there. And yep. he' you're like, cool, because he looks the part, he's really good, he's charismatic, all those things. When you put him in there with Cross, it's like, well, either Cross needs to jump over him, but if you have him run in parallel with him, it's not
1: going to work. 50-50 booking. Does not it's not going to work. And this strap match, I was just like, this is dumb. Yep. And then I do like Drew beating the hell out of him, taking him out of the match on SmackDown. Yeah, sure. Cool. So now you extend that, but Cross still got to go over. On
2: I mean, they haven't told us who was responsible for the car accident, which is a very weird thing. Not Drew. They never said Drew just
1: shows up and beats that parking lot is just.
2: So, <laughs> I did <laughs> it bust it open been. with Tommy Dreamer. And Tommy Dreamer said the SmackDown was very weird, and he said, and I asked him why, and he was like, "Well, Cross is the heel, right?" I was like, "Yes." It's like he's in a car accident. That's usually, maybe, yeah. So it's like, why should I feel sympathy for Cross? And you're trying to, he was like, it's very confusing. I was like, shit, Dreamer, you're right. Because yeah, who did this to Cross and why? Like the match happened and then, then you take him, like you took him out of the match. It's like, he'll move. It doesn't help Cross. They're not doing anything to help carrying Cross right now. No, and I don't
1: even me. think they realize it. I, I would think they were hoping that people were like, Drew got his comeuppance on, or Cross got his comeuppance. Finally, by Drew. Car accident. Drew beat the hell out of him. Cool. Not that it was a baby. It was you're siding with the baby face, even though he did some heel shit because he was pushed there by this lunatic. But now that's cool. And I'm cool with escalating. But you better escalate cross because that's where you got to go now. Right. Because if not, it is sympathetic. But now you got to go. You hit a, you crashed my car. My chick's in the car. You beat the hell out of me. You cost me an opportunity at a belt. I'm going next level on. Yeah. Full, super heel. And then that will make me feel better. But again, you can't 50-50. You can't, you can't 50-50 book him. You've also put Cross
2: in this very strange point is that when he showed up, he showed up basically with Drew and Roman. So you immediately established where he is. Right. But now he's not. I don't know. Maybe he's they fix it. He's there kind of. Because he's still a heel, you can't immediately throw him in the Roman Reigns feud. Where do you go from here? Like, you don't you know, really got that other baby face. No, you, but you know who the baby face could be for him: Sheamus.
1: Oh, I wouldn't mind that.
2: But you have to do it now because Sheamus is hot yeah, now. Yeah, you gotta like Cross has to beat the shit out I'm of him Sheamus, now. Yeah, but you can't
1: wait too long. The whole crew. Yeah, just start attacking the crew. And then Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Bianca won.
2: Of course she did. I told you she's good. She's not losing this title anytime soon. I'm not bad at it. It's
1: just horsewomen should pose.
2: No, they shouldn't. There should be an opportunity for Bianca to have this run. And she's been great at it. And the latter match was fine. It was a little short. Yeah. Um, had your interference, whatever. You have control. But I think, I personally think they're waiting. And I think they're gonna do Charlotte versus Bianca at WrestleMania. Not mad at you. I think that's what they're waiting to do. Because right now it's like, yeah, Bailey's good, but they're kind of finishing what happened before Bailey got hurt. And Bailey's a fantastic heel.
1: That just means Ronda carries that belt forever. There's like no one on the other side I'm, for Ronda. I mean,
2: they gotta build some people on SmackDown, right? Yes. And that's that's going to be a challenge. Um, shouldn't be. You have Shotzi, you have Raquel. She needs to, You have to fix their characters. Like, yeah. Raquel needs to fix it. <laughs> like, badly. She's too happy all the time now. Yes. It's like, eh, get out of here. is in it. She's in Light a good shots. spot. But they've kind of ruined Shotzi once they got here,
1: so they got to fix that character. Yeah. But yeah, you do need someone believable
2: yeah. to go over on a And it, it, they won't put Bianca and Ronda in there. It's basically they're going to cancel each other out. Yeah. In their mind, for us, we'd all root for Bianca, but they don't want to hurt Ronda. So, Bianca should work Charlotte at WrestleMania. Rhea should go over to SmackDown to work Ronda. It's not bad, but she's also a heel. Ronda's
1: not a heel. Ronda's a heel. They're trying. Ronda's a heel. Ronda's not a heel. Ronda's a... She's a much better heel. They better a, make her a heel, but... She's a, a much a heel.
2: better heel. I, yes. I agree with you 100%. But right now, she's in this weird... She was like,
1: supposed to leave that feud as a heel, but... She's not. She's, she's just she not just a heel. She just left it lukewarm. Yeah, she's, she's just... She didn't leave it as anything. Yeah, she's not... Yeah. Working it is what it is. Yeah. And then Finn Balor defeats Edge in the I Quit match. I I hate I Quit matches, but I thought I you called to, it though. Yeah,
2: I told you the Baby only way <laughs> the only way the babyface loses is not because he's hurt. It's because there's always some dastardly shit. And I thought clobbering Beth Phoenix the way they did was fucking fantastic. Tell. They murdered Beth, and then <laughs> Rhea anyway. did it anyway. Yo, this is Rhea Ripley stable. <laughs> she is she <laughs> is phenomenal in this role. Like oh. she has been great.
1: I didn't know it was because she was injured that she couldn't work. So she's just been doing like yeah. But she's she's the, these angles.
2: She is the one, right?
1: Bay- Bianca's had it now. So now
2: we know Bianca's been a made woman. She has been yeah. the one. Rhea's next. Rhea is the one. Yes, there's Bianca and Rhea. That's what I'm saying. Rhea should go over there and beat up Rhonda and become the champion. Rhea is the one. The, the fact that she's doing all of this without having to work a match and is this over and running a men's stable, basically, tells you everything you, you need to know. Yeah. I enjoyed this match. I know some people didn't, but I enjoyed what it built to, and I, I love the conclusion of this I
1: match. think that she got like four and a half stars. Melzer
2: loved it. Almost five stars. And, I'm, and I'm certain it's be more so storytelling than the match itself.
1: Yeah, it was all about storytelling. Yeah, Edge but was fantastic. Told, yeah, Finn was great. Yeah, everybody was great in this match. Total phenomenal match. Yep. And... Enough interference. Yeah, you had just enough. Yeah, but, but it was killing Beth Phoenix.
2: Was like it was sure. just long,
1: thirty minutes. It was it was, it was a
2: long match. But when they crushed Beth Phoenix, like I was like, I was like, oh, that's good <laughs> shit. That's <laughs> she good did shit. It anyway.
1: Yep. And then now Finn Balor Edge, where I like one thing now is feuds just don't end, right? And then just like, well, I just disliked this guy the next day. It's like, yo, you just got your ass. Yeah. Like they're starting to transition feuds. Yep. On Raw and SmackDown, really well. So now Styles had came in because at that point, Rey Mysterio's weird. Ed needed, needed a partner. Styles kind of got involved. Balor was trying to recruit him at the same time as going after Edge. So now you have Balor versus Styles. He's, you know, doing the whole like, oh, we're a club, guys. Like, come on, come. This is a new group. And then Styles is like, oh, how many y'all got? All right, cool. And then he loses, and waits, and then now we have Gallows and Anderson back. The OC, and there are some people who's like, well, why would they go back to WWE? I was like, why wouldn't they? A lot of money there.
2: Not even that. <laughs> there's nowhere for them to work in AEW right now. No, there's no room for them. And they've been over there. Yeah, I mean, they've they've been over there in like these little part time deals. But it's now there's an opportunity in WWE to be used properly. Like you should have been the first time. Yep. There's not a lot of tag teams. And you can link up with styles, and you're immediately front and center. Whereas in AEW, there's just too much going on. Way too much. Like, and New Japan
1: has been here, done that.
2: Yeah, and FTR is like, if FTR, <laughs> we'll get to AEW. They can't but, even get a title shot. Well, they, I, I get what they're doing, but at a certain point, people are going to be like, come on, guys, because it's like... Wins matter, bro. You're keeping them away from the title by having them get every other title known to man, <laughs> And, and in, at the same time, you're making other tag teams. Because now that you have the acclaim, it's like, damn. FTR, we can't have you work the acclaim because it's ha- over. You have to go over. have to. So, yeah, keep defending these titles. But that means everybody else has got to be in line. The Bucks aren't back yet. Right? Like, there's so much going on. So, if you're Gallows and Anderson, you're looking here. It's a and, log jam. Yeah, it's like, well, I, at least I can team with styles to make this work. And then when it's time, we can do the tag team thing. AEW, it's like, I don't know when our time is. They're tag team Heavy and it's a jam. And sooner or later they're going to split the tag team titles again and yeah. then you're 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 straight. They'll be they, they they have a better opportunity there
1: and of course I'm sure they were paid well to come back. Perfectly fine. <laughs> so I uh, like that transition and then with Edge we'll see. I think he's filming
2: something. Yeah, whatever it is, he'll be back for war games. This is a war games type of feud now. Oh yeah.
1: Him well him and Balor probably in a mixed tag With Rhea, if she gets cleared, and Beth. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And And then now you still got to figure out where the hell AJ fits into this and and everything else. I mean, AJ
2: Finn, Judgment Day. I mean, it could be a work. I I don't know how they'll do this, but they've done well with with making this work. And the Judgment Day, like, they needed that win badly. Definitely. And then Matt Riddle, Seth freaking Rollins. This is weird. This was a weird match. I told you, I don't like MMA in my pro wrestling. It doesn't work. It doesn't work well. No. When you're like, you got to make a decision. Either you're wrestling, or you're doing MMA. You can't do a hybrid because, like, again, every time I see a Ronda Rousey armbar,
1: I'm like, that ain't no fucking armbar. Like, what is that? And Riddle's moves look good, but then he gets to the top of Cage and he does like the Bro Derek, and it's just like. It's not, the, it's not the match for well, the bro Yeah, we're, we're in a fight pit. Yeah. Like... Ain't hitting high-flying maneuvers. Justin Gaethje ain't going to punch you
2: in the face and do a moonsault off the other side of the cage. Like, that doesn't... Wor- it no. doesn't work well together. So, this match was disappointing because of that. Yep. Two extraordinary talents, but a match that I was just like... They've had better regular matches. Yeah. You, it, it's a stipulation that hurt the match. Yeah.
1: They had a better match on Raw this past week. They did. Where... I like it because, again, transitioning between feuds... So now Elias comes back. Then you have, you know, Riddle come out, try to play with jam session. That went on too long, but yeah. It was, it was all right. The jam session, and then Seth comes out like, yo, we got a match. I got a belt now. Yeah. Let's finish our feud. And then it ends up Elias costing Riddle the title. After Riddle's like, yo, I can beat this guy. Elias cost him. And then that's a natural transition into that feud. Yeah. And then, building a guy like Mustafa Ali, who lost to Bobby Lashley for that same title, Seth just crushed his host backstage earlier in the day, and Mustafa Ali comes out, beats the shit out of Seth, stands tall at the end of Raw, looks great. Super babyface moment. Yeah, it, M- Mustafa Ali is a weird one right now to me. Oh, I love this babyface momentum. I think, I've always thought
2: he was a great wrestler, but... Something about this ain't working for me, and you don't got enough two hundred five live in you. <laughs> well, no, I, I think the match will be undeniably great, right? Yes, Mustafa Ali can work, but what is the end game with Mustafa Ali?
1: Right now, feels like he's just a Seth Rollins opponent. I think he's always that that mid card baby face where you're always rooting for. I don't know, like. It was good, but I'm like, if just feels like
2: a program to have before a pay-per-view, and it's not going to be a pay-per-view match. It's not going to be. Which is fine. I just, I'm very, I'm just curious where Mustafa goes after he loses. Because he's going to lose. There's
1: only one thing that would make me feel bad about this. What? And if this is only a push, because they're going back to the Middle East. Yeah. And they want Mustafa Ali versus Seth Rollins in the Middle East. Just because.
2: I'll be... I, I, he looks like that. that. could be very possible.
1: <laughs> the um, timing of it makes me questionable. And I'm like, yo, Vince ain't there no more. But!
2: Before we get... Before we get to the main event, maybe you just trigger something. I'm sure...
1: That was but, the main event.
2: Well, the main thing that happened oh, at yes. the end of the show with Bray yep. Wyatt coming back. Before we get into that, cause there's a lot to talk about there. L.A. Knight is back. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Mansoir must be sitting there going, thank God I don't have to go to Saudi Arabia with this male model gimmick because yeah. they were going to kill me <laughs> over there.
1: It was never going to work. It would have been awful for him. They still might send his ass over there as Mansoir. I mean, yeah. You'll get cheered. You know what? I don't mind them as a tag team. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. That it's okay. Like, they're good jobbing tag team. They're yeah. funny. No, no, no.
2: They are, I'm, just, I'm saying they're funny, but I'm saying it in Mansoir... In Mansoor's case, because he goes to Saudi Arabia, he's a superhero. Yeah. He shows up like that, gotta and you got the prince sitting in the front?
1: <laughs> Who the fuck did <laughs> that to my man? Yeah. It's like, yo, what did you do to him? You're getting a call. They yeah, might you might delay your flights.
2: Yeah, you might get stuck in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, They got a retcon. But you got to
1: have him on the card.
2: You do, but you have. To, he has to be Mansoor again. He can't be Mansoor.
1: Got to come out as Mansoor, but he got to go over. He can't be Mansoor. You got to give him... Let him be ricochet. Dog, ricochet, the, my boy. That's their hero. He can't he come out be as ricochet. Man. Yeah, but he has to be
2: Mansour. He cannot be Mansour. they And commentary right. has to acknowledge it too. It's like, oh, he's dark Mansour. Man. Oh, no, Dark man No, it's you think you you think Saudi Arabia is paying for Mansour to be on the Dark Matt? I fucking know what's televised and not televised. Yes, they do. Oh, I don't think they don't got. Yes, cable. they do. They don't got Peacock. They. There's no way they're gonna let Mansoor just no <laughs> the way they got no they have but they had they showed WWE through like the zone and all the other shit like
1: bam there was reports that they asked for Yokozuna they did to be in the battle royal and WWE sent the random ass sumo dude because they Dang. didn't want to tell him that Yokozuna passed thirty years but ago. but the point is
2: does they want Mansoor on that on that main broadcast somewhere in some prominent spot they're not allowed battle royal. Again. That's fine. They just, if he comes out as a joke. He can't win it.
1: If it's a battle. Royale. Yes, he can't because it's for nothing. I don't know. LA Knight got to recruit somebody. He got to be Ellen Knight's lackey. Whatever it is. He, he just can't
2: come as a maximum Rick male model. That's all I'm telling bad. you.
1: He's going to be Ricochet. All right.
2: Let, let's talk about Maybe him. you can change his gear for one night only. They have to. And they'd be like, what happened? And he must be a superhero in Saudi Arabia. Totally fine. Sure. Um, the Fiend return. Yes. Bray Wyatt. Well,
1: it's not true. No, I'm sorry, not The Fiend. Bray Wyatt came back. Bray Wyatt returned to close Extreme Rules. Amazing three-minute montage. You get real-life Firefly Funhouse characters. I told you you didn't have to interact with anybody. No, that's smart. It was done really well. Real-life Firefly Funhouse characters, all leading up to Giant Glowing Door, which people pointed out on Twitter, is interesting, Brody Lee's first promos in AEW, and he showed up as the exalted one, we're in front of that door with the yeah. blue light. So now they're like, oh, it's an homage. To crack the door, the blue light it comes out with the lantern, but they're calling some type of Uncle Creepy mask. Uncle something yeah. of another. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe Uncle Creepy's MMA. But nonetheless, it's Uncle something of another mask. Pulls it up. Bray Riot reveals his face. He's behind the mask. Says something. You can't hear the shit. I we're here. Oh. Yeah. Because the crowd is crazy. crowd is nuts. I'm glad. He said we're here. Uh, no. I think
2: he said I'm here. Oh. We're here. I can't remember. He says we're here. I watched it, I've watched it a lot.
1: Yes. I can't hear shit. Crowd was too loud. Blows out the lantern. End of the show. Yep. Amazing. Because you don't know what's coming next. We have since seen him. Raw. Little minor teasing appearances. He comes out on SmackDown. Bray Wyatt doesn't appear. We have full Wyndham Rotunda Mm -hmm. out there in the ring. Cutting a heartfelt babyface promo. Crowd loves it. Everyone online loves it. Then you're like, yo, this is weird. Interrupted. Creepy uncle guy in the mask. Sending Bray a message. None of that here. When Bray returned, I sent out a tweet after Extreme Rules. And I was like, what if all those Firefly Funhouse promos and everything, he's like, he's coming, or don't make him mad and all this stuff. People assumed it was The Fiend. What if there's just all these different characters, versions of Bray, and The Fiend wasn't the worst? What if The Fiend was what his gloves say it is? He hurts people to heal them. He had sympathy. He's trying to do the right thing. Alexa Bliss screwed him over. It's like, well, now it's time for who's worse. We warned you. And as much as a stable of six people around Bray sounds interesting and could rival Roman Reigns or whatever and the bloodline, I don't need Bray next to the belt. As interesting as that seems, I wanted to go full, like, split-style movie version of Bray Wyatt's six personalities flowing in between personalities. And they interact with each other as much as they interact with the crowd. I mean,
2: I like right now that there is no feud. And all we can do is speculate.
1: Feuding with himself?
2: Yeah. <laughs> in I his like, mind. And again, me and Dreamer talked about this for a long time. We had a lot of callers. And we discussed, like, the best thing he doesn't work a match for a while. The best thing is just just like the Firefly Funhouse, his his charisma, his story. Months. Yeah, it's like all these things are more important than what he does in the ring cuz once he gets in the ring, that's where your criticism starts. Yes. So but as long as you keep him out of the ring and you keep him doing we're intrigued. There the reason why we all have enjoyed Bray Wyatt is because he's creative. But every time, I've said it, every time he comes up with something, Vince blew it because he didn't get it. He didn't have the foresight to see it all the way through. Because even back when he was the Fiend, you had the personality thing. Yep. And then they separated them and they were just like, they just blew
1: it. They just blew it. It was to terrible. Bray would lose all the time to like the Miz. Yeah, it was stupid. And then the Fiend would come and he was unstoppable.
2: It was, it, it was, really, it was really bad. But this, because you know, a lot of people are like, well, this is a heartfelt promo. But this, to me, is also a setup. Like gimmick character, the the gray area, the mask. It's, there's so many layers to this that I just want to see it play out with just him. Yep. I don't want to see him targeting anybody yet. I don't know if you even noticed in the middle of the the Live Morgan segment with Sonia Deville, there was a firefly in the background. Yep. In the hood, watching, just staring at a thing. I don't know if y'all have disciples, whatever it is. Now they got that new writer who was like worked for Marvel or something. Marvel. Yep. So clearly they they are they are thinking outside of the box on. Them. There's no rush to get him in the ring, like no. zero rush to get him into the ring.
1: And people are like, why would the Harold Marvel guy, another guy who doesn't know wrestling? You know what Marvel does really well, and he's not the only sounding board in the in the room. Obviously, Sometimes I've been called for AEW, just get multiple people in the room, yeah, get a writers room. But Marvel does four to five year advanced planning better than anyone.
0: I mean, the,
2: the, the, even the, the the argument is dumb because it's like, so you have writers who do wrestling, but you have a writer that's focusing specifically on a character. Yep. And building out this character's world. Right. And it's like how how are we going to do this? So Bray is teaming with somebody to bring this to life in the way that Bray envisions it, that'll eventually work its way into the WWE universe, but right now it needs to be very self-contained. Yep. And I get it. Like again, I'm very big on watching fans react to stuff. That return was like it was it was money, Noodle. and like that the, the crowd was hot, and it's the reason why I even said back then I was like I don't know like before the Vince thing became he was gone I was like I don't know if he can go anywhere else the production value ain't there at another company to hold him down like he is a different he his needs are different he's an attraction he is what we thought he was which is the Undertaker
1: yes wrestling is secondary exactly <laughs> like. No one gives a fuck about Giant Gonzalez.
2: And when they blew it yep. with with Bray, it was like they exposed him too much. Mm-hmm. Hide him. Let him be a character. Undertaker, he didn't. Be- <laughs> he had a lot of shitty WrestleManias before he be- had, became this Undertaker. A ton. So let Bray work this character out. Yes. And then we get to the matches. Like,
1: people say, what happens when the bell rings? Dude, we'll worry about that when it's time to get there. It doesn't matter. They're going to do a lot more, like, the Taker, Stephanie McMahon, like... Oh, what was that? Like, the uh, Ministry of Darkness type shit. Like, those storylines. That shit went for, like, five, six months. Of him just talking. and Stephanie's on the thing, on the cross. Or Austin was on the cross or some, like, weird shit. Like, those long, drawn-out storylines. Because he doesn't have to be around a title scene. No. Everything else could just happen around him. And he's fine going after one person forever. Dude. For whatever reason.
2: It's the best thing that you can do with characters like Bray Wyatt is keep them away from the title because there's no use for it because what you end up doing is swallowing up two important things and making them one. Yep. And you don't need to do that. Bray Wyatt is important without the title. Undertaker didn't have to have the title to be important. What, he held it like three times? Or something? He held it a few times, but then he would drop it and he'd get it back. But it was never, Undertaker's titles runs are not something we've ever
1: talked about. No. I don't even, I mean, outside of the Shawn matches, when those came about, like, I didn't care about Taker's in-ring. No, Nobody longer.
2: gave a shit about him. Like, he won the title, like, he beat Batista and he was a champ. I was like, that's cool. But nobody remembers it because he was a champ. he yep. would remember The Undertaker. So, like, when people say, um, you know, well, he, sooner or later he's got to get the title. No, he doesn't. And if it's going to be sooner or later, it's going to be later. Oh, yeah. So, I think everything with Ray Wyatt, so far, so good. They have a lot of opportunity there. WWE Productions on the money. Um, the one other thing, before we go to break, <laughs> Dominic running Ray Mysterio off of Raw and into SmackDown.
1: <laughs> oh, he's about to get nerfed, too. So, so there's, there's two
2: very brilliant things happening at the same time. One, I think Triple H and them realized, they were like, Dominic's got a lot of heat. Yeah. The problem is, as long as Ray's around, that'll be the focal point. We got to split them up.
1: And he can't work that well yet?
2: No. So it's, it's really like, weird. we got to split them up because that's a WrestleMania match. Yeah. And we can't get there if Ray's on Raw. Yep. Because eventually you're like, you can't wait six months for this match to happen. The only way that would happen is you have to injure Ray and put him on the shelf. Yep. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> no. Send him to SmackDown where he can run back into Dominic at the Royal Rumble or somewhere along those lines. Then you can start building that feud. But yep. right now, you send him to SmackDown. There is no doubt in anybody's mind that him and Gunther is going to be a
1: banger. Great match. Gunther's going to murder Ray. Yes, he is. And Dominic doesn't have to do it. Ray Mysterio <laughs> is the reverse big show. Yes. The small guy for big ass dudes to beat up
2: on. And yep. look amazing. And, and look fantastic doing yep. it. And Gunther is, and I he's right there. It's, it's getting closer. It won't be this WrestleMania. And I have this, I have this theory about WrestleMania that's happening right now. They don't know if Rock's coming back. I think that's, that line is still out there. Right now, I don't want to see it. Rock and Roman. No. And my, I have two reasons why. One, if Rock tore all of his fucking muscles and everything for working Cena 10 years ago, what do you think is going to happen in this match? Y'all bet. He's going to die. He's going to have to get a stretcher. Like, Rock, when he talks about working Cena at MetLife, he was like, yeah, I tore everything like the first five minutes of the match. So I worked hurt the entire match. You can't afford that in this version of WWE with Roman Reigns. Granted, Roman works very slowly paced. Yeah, but it uh, all More Rock, storytelling. Rock Rock is not wrestling ready. No. He's bodybuilder, like action hero ready. But if he has to get into wrestling shape, that's a whole other story. So I think like they haven't quite figured out what to do with Roman yet. I don't think they have an opponent in mind for WrestleMania only yet.
1: Only one other guy. Who? If it's not Rock. Who?
2: Cody Rhodes.
1: Yes, right?
2: Yeah, he got to win the Rumble. That's that's the only direction you can go. But now you're starting to
1: tread into this territory like this, Sami Zayn shit is over. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, they did it right where Vince would have fucked it up. Yeah. He would have made it a Roman Sammy thing. They don't got beef. Not yet. The beef is between Jay. Yeah. So Jay and Sammy will have to squash this, and Bloodline will have to make a choice sooner or later. And they're going to take blood over Sammy. Then you'll feel bad for Sammy when he gets kicked the hell out. And Sammy has a friend. He's got Owens. Owens he always is always has there. a friend he can go back to. So when Jay finally gets Jimmy and everyone to turn on him, Owens will be there. So,
2: I don't know if they know exactly what they're doing with that yet. Which kind of, it doesn't hold up everything else, but it makes everything else move slower. So, like, so you do that four, Fatal 4 away, and it's like, all right, we got this. Sol- Solo is the wild card in all of this shit. Yes. So I didn't know if I was talking to Roman or Joe when I interviewed him. And I asked him about Solo and he was like, he's like he's the youngest by far. Like we didn't hang out with him growing up. And now he's here and it's really great to see him here. But he's like in the back of my mind I'm like I think he wants my spot. <laughs> and I was like I don't know if that's Roman talking or Joe talking because it's like a very little brother type of thing. And Solo's played it straight the whole time. I didn't see you, you know, I didn't see you help Sammy win to Jay, and Jay's like, "What the fuck, dude? You're my cousin. How how you say that?" He could always be that wild card. But the reason I bring all this up is like, I wonder, like, if this Gunther momentum continues, do you get to Gunther and Roman?
1: Could it could be like more of a SummerSlam thing?
2: Yeah, like I'm saying, um, I feel like you're starting to work that trajectory yeah. where it's like, there's one
1: person that could be Roman because if it's not Cody Rhodes, and Cody's in a weird spot, and I don't know if Gunther and Roman are in trajectory, like sooner or later. If Gunther keeps going the way he's going, we're gonna get Gunther versus Lashley. We're gonna get Gunther versus Lesnar, right? As the big match before we get something else. Well, the
2: Cody Rhodes thing gets weird because it's like, all right, well, cool, we can do Cody Rose as a champion, but the, what's the question? Then what?
1: Cody fucking Rhodes.
2: But the real question is like, all right, because there's what a co- million heels. <laughs> like, yeah, but, yeah, but Cody Rhodes. But Cody's tricky. Again, I'm I gonna don't go like back. Cody. I'm going to go back to the the Gorch book real quick. Gorch talks in depth about Goldberg coming back. And them trying to figure out how to work this angle with The Rock. And then Gorch is like, well, you could do this thing in Booker T. And Goldberg is like, I'm not Booker T. And he wasn't being an asshole. He's like, I can't do that. He's like, well, you know, we did with Austin. He's like, I'm not Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm Goldberg. And everybody knows Goldberg for mowing people down. And then what's after that? I don't know. Because that's what I did. So it's like, you can't make me funny. There's nothing you can do with me. I am this person. Cody's in this spot where he's still got a new car sent on because he got hurt really quick. And if you bring him in and you put that title on him, you don't
1: really know where to go with him. Well, you have Rumble, which isn't a ton of time, through Mania, where he got to face a solo solo. He kind of no, no, no. like he has to deal through. with Seth Rollins still. That's not done. No, but that's, again, you're asking what feud can you have after Roman? Oh, yeah, well, after Roman. So you can go, Seth, there's a plethora of of heels for him to run through. You can do a really good, and I'm not saying that, like, again, Bray around the belt is weird. I don't need Bray to be superhuman and can't ever lose, by the way. No, I don't need that either. So uh, there's a really good story to tell between Cody Rhodes, whether he's champion or not, and Bray Wyatt, where... Their families are both WWE royalty, but Wyatt was never looked at as Cody is looked at. Where Dusty, the son of a plumber, all this stuff, Cody, the dashing Cody Rhodes and looking at him from afar and all of that stuff. And Wyatt was never given those opportunities. He was kind of cast off, even though both of their fathers were in the WWE. Both like my dad was not looked at as like like my family was looked at as lesser. There's a good story to pull yeah. out there. Another great heel. So like you got
2: some you got some meat on the bone. Well, here here's here's the question. And I don't know the answer to this, and I'm not saying this facetiously. I'm I'm being serious. Does the contract, the verbal contract that Cody had with Vince upon his return work for Triple H?
1: Listen, man, the like guy didn't publicly shit on me for three and a half years. So I don't I don't know. But I'm saying, like No, I mean. As great as Triple H is, the click is still a thing. Yes. He has been an asshole before in his life. He has. He has been petty plenty of times in his life. Right. This is the time where well, if he wants. But I'm not, like, I'm not
2: saying if it, I'm not saying him being petty. I'm saying him looking at what he's doing. Because Vince always was very insular and he was just like, this is what I want to happen. Yeah. I'm going to make this happen whether the crowd likes it or not. Yeah. Triple H is like, okay, this is working. So let's let's move more this way. Like the Sami Zayn thing, all right, we're going to keep him in bloodline longer because it's, it's got working. legs. Yep.
1: Now Cody comes back. He's like, all right, time to get my title on. Hold on. It's not time. I, I think Trips is already planning this. Because, again, Trips isn't dumb. And Trips, for whatever it's worth, has been a part of several amazing returns, especially Rumble returns. Yeah, most of His own Cena. Yeah. He he knows the pop and the longevity and how to make someone off of an injury return. Yes. So when he takes the gig, he understands like I have this piece that I'm going to need to play this card. Right. But but that's the
2: but the question I'm asking is, like, he knows how to do returns, but I wonder if there's a part of Triple H that's like, I can't put the title on him right now. I need to wait. WrestleMania is too soon. I, I think you strike when it's hot. But how hot is it? It's going to be nuclear. I don't know. Nuclear. I think Royal Rumble is going to be hot. Right? And. <laughs> if, he come, if he's able to come back, which. There's still reports that he won't be ready until after the Rumble. Right? I love reports. They are what they are. Yeah. That's <laughs> they, we don't know. But I, I'm sure everybody's like, Cody's got to come back for the Rumble. And if Cody can come back for the Rumble. If you protect him. Put him 29, 30. You figure out something. You do what happens. But the challenge starts to become, when I say what's happening after, is like he just got here, right? And he's had this really great feud with Seth. And it's like, do we take the title off of our
1: hottest star right now for Cody? Yeah. Because, again, your hottest star is a part-timer. He's monopolizing both belts. And sooner or later, he does have to drop the title. No, no. he He ain't going... 1, I, agree. Days. I agree he has to drop the title, but I don't know if Cody
2: the way Cody is not as a person, but the character that he represents is it better to have the, the titles on both shows every week?
1: Right now? Because Cody's going to want to be on TV every week. Okay, but not not right now, right now, but yes. Whoever is not Roman, yes. I, I, unless you I give just, it to Lesnar again. No, no, yes. no. I'm not
2: saying you give it to Lesnar. I'm just saying that we're in a weird spot with Cody that he'll just be coming back and you Take the titles off of Roman. I don't... You know, I say it, there's nowhere to go but down. We haven't built to this moment yet. Right? We're, we're throwing him right into the spotlight to
1: become champion. He, I understand it'd be a mania-to-mania mania window, and a lot of that he is Hurts. injured. I think there's enough time, and then it leaves you a lot of feuds to then flesh out with him as champion because he didn't run through them. Well, no, no, again. And, and I think the momentum... Is there? So yeah, you can say, "Yo, it's not. It's too soon. We're gonna build to this the following mania." But now you got to keep him hot for an entire year, and anything can happen. I don't know if I don't know if he wins the title at a mania. Is my point? Okay. Because if he comes back,
2: comes back in January, let's just say he makes the Royal Rumble. You, I think you might only have one pay per view. WrestleMania is April first. Yeah, you only got one. So, So it's like,
1: how much can you really build into? Fans going, I need this. He, he got to run through the bloodline, or the bloodline got to beat the shit out of him. He can't run through him. You got to make him the epitome of a babyface. It's fast. I'm like, very they got to jump him for like two straight months. I'm very curious, but I feel like... Solo Sokoa got to be that hitman. What? Like two straight months, and you got to knock off Solo, and then it's like final boss. I, I don't know. I just feel like... You got like nine weeks. The whole point
2: of me going, going back to this is like, they're building a certain momentum with Gunther that is sustained, that You actually believe, you're going to believe at a point like that's the only guy that can beat him. The way that he's been built, he hasn't been pinned. He's been this IC champion for a long time. And if you're looking for somebody who's violent enough to beat Roman Reigns, they built it. And I don't even know if they recognize it, but I think maybe they do. They see like he's the guy. And you know the other problem? Theory's still hanging out here with his fucking briefcase. I mean, he got time. He got until next June. He got
1: a lot. Yeah, until next June. It's not a lot of time. Milk it. I mean, they're going to milk it. It's like, damn. And again, if Roman drops one of the belts or you find a way to split that, then you in the money. We'll see. So we'll see how that plays out. Let's hit the break. When we come back, we're just going to wrap up the show because it's already been a long one. We're going to wrap yes. up the show by talking about NXT. Go through, just give our predictions for Halloween Havoc. And then touch on AEW real quick before we get out of here. Don't go anywhere. Still more pro wrestling to come right after this. All right, just that quick, we are back. Time to talk NXT. Sure. It's still a thing. No longer 2.0. No, you can NXT, see
2: like you two. can see them slowly like eh, let's move it to the other side. A lot
1: of people are in limbo
2: because yes. of
1: this. Yes. Um, what, what's the name of the, the chick who does the splits? Who? The, Nikita Lions? Nikita Lions. MAGA Lions? Yes. Yes. Thikita Lions. Hiding sure. two holiday hams back there. What's she gonna do? Cause she can't wrestle. No oh, shit. So she she was great for Vince this, in WWE.
2: No, 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 no. Let's be clear. Hunter likes her too. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta teach how to wrestle. I know, but it's very obvious. Like, when you're partial to somebody, you start looking past talent, you're just like, mm, we can make this work. Listen, I see. If I didn't have social media and then know she was a whack job, yeah. You look at the, cause they, they already tried being uh putting Nikita Lions in the tag tournament.
1: Yep, didn't work.
2: Yeah, I mean, whatever. So, yeah, they, she's She's not, like, a top talent. She's just not. Like, her and Lash Legend are two women that's just... I don't know what Lash Legend is. But they expose Lash Legend. Right? So, here's the problem. You create NXT and you go, Vince says, play the rookies. Right? Hunter's not there to say, no, don't <laughs> no. play the rookies. Yeah, Because what you're doing when you play the rookies, if the rookies fail, it's not you that suffers, it's their ego that suffers. And now every time they get in the ring, they think shit sucks. Cause I can guarantee you that Indy Hartwell and Last Legend have seen all the shit about that match that they had.
1: Yeah. And Lash is like, yeah, she's playing confident, but that's gotta that fucks you up. Yep. You're not ready. And there's one thing Trips new in NXT, and and one of the key things to it is a first impression goes a long way. Hell yeah, you can't brick. So when you come in and you're you're green as green gets and you're on national TV. Not doing the coconut Florida loop. Yeah. Green. And they're like, here. It's hard to shake that. Some people, look, man,
2: I'm a Niners fan. Trey Lance, they threw him under the lights. It was a little ugly. And, like, him getting hurt is almost the best thing that happened to Trey Lance in this very, because now the pressure's off. Like, if Jimmy G stinks it up, which the Niners keep playing at the level of the competition, which drives me nuts. But if, 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 the, if the Niners don't make the playoffs, Now, Trey Lance has a little bit more freedom. Yeah. The kid had too much pressure. He shows up, he's like, well, you got Debo, you got Eli Mitchell, you got this great defense, you got Ayuk stepping up. Gotta go to the NFC champion. You have to. And he goes out there and he just doesn't look the part and his ego's getting killed. And then he gets hurt and people are like, oh, poor Trey. And I'm like, I agree, injuries suck. But this might be the best case scenario. So in NXT, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't trot your ass out there because all this is going to do is destroy your ego when it might be better for you to sit back and watch and build and work with talent like it's the Jade Cargill situation yeah like Jade is obviously better yes she's better she's better because she's like she's very brand breaker yeah. Bron's better but i'm saying it's offense first and foremost and that offense is so good that her, you're just her like
1: offense isn't even like
2: she murdered those security guards last week
1: Security. I know, but, but the bar is low. But once you, like, it's not even a match. I know, the but what I'm saying guard. is,
2: is her her strength yes. and her is impressive. Yes, and it, it gets looks believable. Support. Right, so you can at least hang your head on that. Yes, Bronze, he's becoming a better wrestler. He'll miss spots and matches, but whatever. <laughs> but you can you can hide that when somebody's very good one way or the other. But if they're not good one way or the other, and you just throw them out there and they fail, and they don't have the confidence, like Kobe, everybody remembers when Kobe first got in the league. And he played a game, and he airballed. And I remember sitting there like, ooh. And I remember commentary was like, ooh, that could hurt Kobe's ego. Kobe kept shooting. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, fuck some you. People different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Some people will go out there and fail and be like, I don't care. I'm good. Yeah. Vince wants, wanted them to fail because he's like, it you get OJT on the job training, you'll become better. Some people just ain't ready for that. No. Nah. So NXT is in this weird position where, like, Triple H is, like, looking and talking to Sean. It's like, are they ready? Pull them back a little bit. Braun, he's great, but yo, he needs to work Jordan Devlin, JD McDonough. It's JD McDonough. Dog, he's Jordan Devlin. Jordan Devlin McDonough. Is that what we're doing? I Whatever. Guess so. But in Dragonov, right? That'll make Braun look better. Yes. Surround them with better people. Don't let
1: green people wear green people. And that was the case for a second. To the point where at least they try to give Braun a chance and bring down like main roster talent. Yeah. And they were like, yo, please. But he can't do that for everyone. No. So you're in, like, a rough spot. And then um, we have, we'll, we'll go up the card. Then. For Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc, NXT. Mandy Rose versus Alba Fire. I don't know anyone who's ready to take this belt off of Mandy. It's, dog, it's time. It's time, but to who?
2: Alba Fire. Kaylee Ray. Kaylee dog. Ray. It's time because of right. the, all the things that all I. Fire is not a great name. It's an awful name. Okay. <laughs> it's, again, it's one of those situations like Triple H came home and was like, hey, kids. Hey, Bobby. My name's not Bobby anymore. My name is Elbow Fire. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? I already got it done. Like, they already signed the paperwork. He can't change it back. Like, he was able to do yes. it with LA Knight because they had LA Knight was trademarked through NXT and then they changed it again, which was stupid. But now she's Alba Fire and Triple H is like, God damn it. What do I do with this? But Mandy Rose needs to lose. I don't know if it's here soon because she is needed on SmackDown or Raw. Pick a place. SmackDown.
1: Definitely. Just pick a place. Pick a place because you she to go against Ronda. Ronda is not a heel, and kind of a tweener. But you need heels. Yes. And Toxic Attraction and Mandy Rose are great yes. heels right now. And it's three of them. They can trick Ronda. It's believable if she beats Ronda.
2: No, it's not. By that. crook. By crook, yes, she can. But Ronda already did the, the crook loss,
1: right? I mean, look, man, no, back- no, by like shenanigans, like it takes three people to be Rhonda Crook. The other one was like a roll-up. Yeah, I don't, I don't.
2: Well, more importantly, I think it's very important for Mandy to be there to kind of flesh out the women's mid card. Yeah, and then work her way yep. up instead of showing up and immediately challenge for the title no. and losing. You can't do that. But I feel like I keep saying it. Her time in NXT is up. Not in a bad way. She got what she needed out of it. And I'm just like, all right, there's some voids that you can fill on the yep. main roster. So I, I, I would like for her to lose. I don't
1: know if she loses here. I don't think so. I need someone better to take the title.
2: Kaylee Ray is really good. Kaylee Ray is good. It's funny. Kaylee Ray is like 29 years old, but she looks like she's 47 in the face. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. She looks like a seasoned veteran in the face. But yeah. she's, good. She's, she's good. I think she's very good. She's not a baby face, though, either.
1: No, In no, NXT she,
2: UK, she was a really good heel. Yes. I don't know. I, I'm going to pick Kaylee, I mean, Kaylee Ray to win. they probably get the belt off of Mandy. It's time, but... Eh. I just don't know if it's this time. <laughs> Apollo Crews versus Grayson Waller. This has been one of the silliest things. Grayson Waller is one of those people that saw Triple H come back. I was like, fuck. Him and Tony D'Angelo were both like,
1: god damn it. Waller has a better gimmick than Tony D'Angelo. I don't I I don't like he it. has like some people around him. There's like the Spirit Squad. I, I know he fit I'm glad you said the Spirit Squad because Grayson
2: Water f- feels like Diet Ziggler. Yes. Or Diet Kenny yeah. from the Spirit Squad. Yeah. I don't really like Grayson and Waller in and the places that they put him in. I like is Apollo. Athletic? So a lot of people are. So is Apollo. And I hope Apollo wins because he needs something. Something. He need to come back up. Well, he needs to finish this off Yeah, now that Trips is there, he's like, oh, I could go Yeah, I just don't know what he does. I don't know either, but he got a chance. Yeah, he's in. Him like him and Ricochet in this very interesting spot where he attacked It Seems like the default thing to do, right? Ricochet the Fatal Four Way when Ray like spiked him with that and he sold the sh- him and Pack have been selling the shit out of everything, everything. Yeah. Pac selling DDTs
1: is a montage courses every time. Oh yeah, it's,
2: it's great, but both of them are in this spot where it's like. Thank God hunters here because if 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 our mic skills aren't that great, at least he knows we can work. Yep. Because yeah, put us on TV. You can sit there and you can look at that Mysterio match and be like, I could do this any SmackDown I want. Mm-hmm. And that shit is gonna pop. Like Grayson Waller should be thankful he's working Apollo. Because Apollo can work. Yep. He just hasn't really the only problem, the mean problem with Apollo is they've never figured out the finisher that works best for him. No. They had him do the flippy shit at first. Then he did that, like, throw bomb thing. Which wasn't bad. It wasn't, but you can't do it to everybody. His big ass should be able to. But, like, the stunner is great because you can do it to anybody. The RKO, you can do it to anybody. Anything that takes somebody, like, lifting somebody up, because Apollo's not that big. He's muscular, but he ain't fucking picking up Lesnar doing that shit.
1: And make it look very impressive.
2: Yeah, but Lesnar ain't going to go with you. Like, hey, Lesnar, turn with me in mid... No, I'm dead weight. Figure it out. <laughs> so, he needs a better finisher, but I think I'm picking Apollo to win because
1: the Grace of Waller thing is just nonsense to me. I'll pick Apollo, too. Just because it's Apollo. He needs something. Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp. When um, does his brother come? Brutus Cleave will have to... <laughs> if Julius loses, Brutus will have to leave at NXT. Uh, so, are they both getting called up?
2: No, um, they're not ready.
1: No, I don't think so. They're not, not ready and not... And I
2: mean that in the best way possible. It's like they have work to do in NXT. Yeah,
1: they're, but they are what American Alpha was at yeah. this
2: point. They they are a centerpiece NXT. I don't want. They don't need to be
1: on Raw SmackDown. Um, but Damon
2: Kemp, Gabe Stevens is coming. Yeah,
1: he's on his way. I,
2: this could is be where here. I think he. Yeah, interferes. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. like. So
1: then they gotta go because one yeah. ain't going without the other. Yeah, they can't
2: can't do that. So, so
1: not not this they ain't breaking night. them up. Not yet. Not yet. So, Creed brothers ain't breaking up anytime soon. No. So, like, that's, that's money as a gimmick and as a tag team. Trips loves tag teams. But I don't know if you pull them up yet. You don't. Tag team's a little thin up top, but
2: not It is, thin but it isn't. Yeah, as yeah. long as the Usos are around and yeah.
1: like they're, they mentioned, New day's on, still
2: around. they mentioned on SmackDown, they're 30 days away from breaking the New Day's record, which I believe will put them at November 11th. And it's like they obviously have to work each other on this SmackDown. It's yes. a SmackDown when they hit that mark. They op- they're going to break it. They should yeah. break it. It's fair. They've done everything right to break it. But like New Day, you got the, the Viking Raiders eventually coming back. because They've been teasing them. Yep. The Creed brothers, they, there's really nothing for them to do right now. NXT, there's a lot for them to do. So,
1: Julius Creed has to win. But then, somehow, yeah, they, Damon gets big, bro. He's like like he's, Big Bro comes and then you flesh out the feud between that tag team versus the Creed brothers.
2: Yeah, I, the problem with Damon Kemp is like he's not good on the mic, right? He's like, eh. It looks like he's he's about to figure it out. I know, but he hasn't figured it out. No, yet. and if you bring he in, has the confidence though, it's just a little stumbling. But if you bring in Gabe, he swallows him up immediately. Fuck it, I just.
1: I just wonder what the plan is for Kim. Got to protect Gabe a little bit, too. Like, he's still green. He hasn't been there long enough. Like, it's, it's like the Steiner bros. Yeah. Like, it's okay that Scott stole the spotlight from Rick most of the time. But they were great for each other at that period of time. Like, well, there was you no hype. to let them grow. there was no hype behind Scott like there is for Gabe. No. The, the hype is the hype enormous. Is, yeah. Like, when he comes. But you got to protect him in, in the tag. Yeah. He's one of those talents where you're like, all right, chill. Got to Bret Hart him to the scenario. Like, Bret is incredible. But he was in the tag, and he was the star of the tag, yeah. and that's okay. And But you kept him in the tag. And yeah. people were like, yo, he's, he's bigger than this.
2: I just don't know what the development of Damon Kemp is. That'll dictate how this match plays out. If they see Damon Kemp as a player, then they won't bring his brother in right now. They want to build him. But if no. they don't, if they're like, hmm because I don't know if Gabe's ready to come in right now to
1: work NXT. No, I mean, he just got to be around. Yeah. So, I think we get that. And then, Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. Spin the wheel, make a deal. Weapons wild match. Um, Look,
2: if it ain't going to be elbow fire, that's what my closed captions say on my TV about Alba fire. They call it elbow fire. If it ain't going to be Kylie Ray to beat, it's going to be Roxy. It's going to be Roxanne Perez. Rai right, San Perez has to get past Corey J first.
1: Yeah, that's fair. They're,
2: they're, that's the only other person in the NXT women's roster right now that could beat Mandy Rose, and I'd be like, "Cool." Okay.
1: No, that's true. So, I, I think good stepping stone. Make card feet. Yeah. Then we have Carmelo Hayes versus Oro Mensa versus Wesley Von Wagner and Nathan Frazier. The betting odds,
2: the bet, the line currently has Wesley as a favorite to. I told you this I know you did I'm not
1: moving off the mark
2: I am very curious what they're about to do with Carmelo Hayes oh he going cause he's not, got not to
1: the main roster but he's he's going after that big title
2: right so he has
1: to lose this match
2: yep right but he's so good so it's like alright cool he's gonna lose this match he's not gonna get pinned somebody else get pinned probably the, or, the it's a ladder or, match nobody oh yeah the there. ladder match it'll probably be yeah. some spot where he's taken out and yep West, him and Trick taken out. It's all good. I mean, I'm still not completely sold on. West. I want West to cut his hair. I want him to be, be Desmond Xavier again. <laughs> I, the hair, I don't know, it does something. Um, <laughs> it does. Okay. But I think I think this match will be really good. Um, but I don't see Von Wagner winning this. No, big men never win. This. No, they're just there to hold the ladder. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. um Nathan Fraser and Axiom, their feud was actually really good. Quiet is kept. They're their best. Their, their uh, series was really good, but he's not winning either. Um, the new dude, what's his name? Aura oh, Mensa. Yeah, he ain't ready. He's like, <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I was like, Kofi. Um, no. Uh, and then who's left? Who's the other person other than Wesley and Carmelo? And that's it. So yeah, Wes has to win. It's only five people. I thought was supposed to be six. No, only five. Yeah, so Wesley has to win. It, there's no reason for Carmelo Hayes to move lateral to get this title back. No, is on the bigger and better fan. Exactly, and then Braun Breaker versus Dragunov versus J.D. McConnell. you yeah, I want Braun to lose this match so bad. <laughs> I want him to lose this match but he's so gonna bad. Win. He's going to win. But he has to pin J.D. McDonough. He's not pinning Dragunov. No, not yet. Dragunov's, <laughs> Dragunov's that guy that's just like, are you sure you want to lose? Like, he's good. Very good. And it's like... Very weird as a character. And, it, and it's like, I feel like they brought Dragunov in, they stood him next to Braun, they was like... Yeah, get JD. We can't do a single smash. It's really hard to have Braun just go over on this guy. They're not done,
1: even though Elia again has shown he is an incredible person to lose. Like he makes losing look phenomenal. He's a, he's a savage, but in a triple threat match, it's like you can protect him. Yeah, yeah, get some get some legs on that. Yeah, Jordan Devlin. Because I don't know if you go right, Carmelo versus Braun seems like WrestleMania the Mania weekend yep. program. Yeah, 100%. So, you build Braun and Ilya a little more. Yeah. Take that all the way to Rumble if yep. you can. So, I, I think that's where they head with that. Before we get out of here, AW, there's a couple of things to note. One, we mentioned Jay Cargill a little while ago. She's approaching the longest reign by a black champion in any promotion. And something- Shout out to Will Washington, who put it together. Um, what a stat. So... The longest black singles champion ever reign was MVP US title three forty three almost a year. Yep. Cargos at two eighty three TBS. Shelton Benjamin, the IC champ for two forty four. Yes, he was. Now where is Bianca at with her title ring right now? Six months. They she broke was. it up unnecessarily.
2: Yeah, they did. Um, but it says a lot, man. It's it's. I like seeing it for Jade, but it's my same complaint that I've had for the past couple of months. It's clogging up the rest of the women's
1: division, but it's not. Clock, like the division's weird beneath her and it's weird above her. So I'm not sure if she's clogging up anything. Well, it's not her
2: fault. It's their lack of building a mid card for this women's division. Like, if Jade had this title and I had something else to watch, I wouldn't pay as much attention to what Jade is doing. If,
1: oh, and there was an edit. Sorry. Shelton Benjamin is not third. It is The Rock. 264 days as IC champion. Well, it depends on if you count The Rock. And she just passed The
2: Rock. <laughs> It it depends on if he acknowledged the the rock. I'm not even going to say if he acknowledged the rock as black, if he was presented as black.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, you got to acknowledge him. Yeah, he's
2: he's black as a moment. That's what he is. But when he's presented in certain different, they present him in different lights.
1: Hollywood rock is like androgynous rock. Okay, but he won the IC title as Miami, flaunting as black rock. What? He was in The Nation.
2: Yes, correct.
1: And then he got flashy. And then they did the
2: ceremony. So he was Black Rock. Yes. All right. So <laughs> he definitely counts. So, yeah. I I, I love that Jay is probably going to break this record. I don't know who's going to acknowledge it, but us on Black History Month. Yeah. But. Us and Will. Yeah. All that needs to happen. It's not even all that needs to happen. You got to just build out this women's undercard. Make they have care. the bodies. Yeah. It's like, dog, you, is Will Nightingale signed to this company? I don't think so. Why not? She's so good. Like. You got Willow. You, you killed Ruby. I don't know what you've done to her. Athena but She's beat this, now recovering. Athena beat the shit out of somebody on Dark. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Jopper girl. Yeah, like, they showed up, and it was like, Athena, get her. And she was like, yeah! And I was like, oh, my God, she's going to kill her. But I like that for her. But it only works if she has a mid-card feud now. She ain't got nothing else to do. She's just doing this on Dark and Elevation. Don't nobody care? Ain't you
1: nobody know, watching. No. That brings me to my next thing. Is there too much ROH? And I know you're saying TV deal. Yes, there is. Yes, yes. There is too much ROH because… Ricky Starks hasn't even been on
2: television. So, the Ring of Honor thing is complicated because, yes, they are trying to get a TV deal, right? It's obvious, but they need one. So, they're in this spot where it's like, all right, we got all these Ring of Honor titles. We got all our titles. We got like 37 titles in in between three hours of television each week. And, yeah, Jericho having the ROH title. That's cool. But it's like this stuff needs a new home. Now you're bringing every ROH champion in. Well, yeah, a So team. now you got the kingdom. They brought the kingdom back. Yep. To work FTR, which I'm cool with. But what you haven't done yet, which is more important than anything else, you haven't announced another ROH pay per view yet. No. Which would be great, because then we have somewhere we're going with this. But yeah, they need a TV deal. They need it bad. And I guarantee you, it's it's one of those things where. Tony kind of sat at the table and Warner was like, hold on, we're cutting all these writers, we're cutting all these shows, this has to wait. Yeah, And Tony's like, I bought all this shit, what am I going to do with it? I saw somebody on Twitter said that ROH, we'd be better off at WWE. Stop.
1: Nah. No, no. I'm not playing
2: the what if game. with that. that it's a dumb game to play because that wouldn't have meant Vince would have bought it. Yeah, and it would have collapsed. It would, they it, would have just folded. It would have been ECW all over. Again. Yeah, they would have just folded. So don't do that. It, Tony did the right thing by buying the company. He respects the company. He wants to buy the company. He wants to do pay per views, but the TV deal ain't coming together fast enough, and he doesn't have enough real estate to showcase all
1: this talent no. and those belts, and the has. It's yet. completely taken over, rampage. So you really got two hours of dynamite only, and even on dynamite, Jericho has the belt. So like now you're acquiescing to a lot of there. Oh, and then uh, what's his face from Jericho Appreciation yeah. Society? the another one, Daniel Garcia. So, you think so Daniel Garcia was gonna turn. He did good. Yeah, that was and I like the turn. I like the turn, even though I knew it was coming when he came. Because um, Wheeler and Yuda, Wheeler Yuda needs to yeah. really be in that spot. So um, no, that was good. It's just, yeah, man. I Well look, look, he, here's the shitty
2: part, right? Tony Khan, I can't wait till Double Nothing's here again. We get Tony Khan back in the studio because I can't wait to talk about the past year. These <laughs> at some point he's got to acknowledge
1: I need help. Can we at least say, like, humble brag, he gave us a better interview than he gave Ariel? Yes. (laughs) Ariel was not happy with that interview at all. It's
2: the way Ariel… Ariel's our guy. It's the way Ariel handled the interview. Some people were critical of that. It was the way they handled it versus the way… The Triple H interview was very welcoming. The Tony interview was like, I want answers. You got to handle your interviews different. Ariel knows that, and it is what it is. Our interview with Tony was great. But I can't wait to have him back because I want to talk… Double or nothing is when everything changed because that night he put the title on Punk and it has not been the same since at all. But the most important thing I want to ask him is: When do you realize you need help? Because you you're trying to book all this shit by yourself. You have a tag team called Warjo. <laughs> That's horrible. It's awful. They're doing Wardlow no favors. But but it. The question isn't, like, not necessarily doing a favor. It was, like, if you had somebody else there to figure this out, because you you're, you got too much going on. It's way too many companies. It's, like, you got, you got a lot going on with all these titles and all these shows. And the moment that MJF left, it left Wardlow hanging. And you didn't have time to even plan for it. No. So now that these weeks go by and you're like, oh, shit. I'm sorry, Wardlow, you're still at home? All right, let's put you in a tag team with Joe to get you on TV. And Joe's like, cool, I ain't got shit else to
1: do. Let's call you War Joe. And it's like, this isn't good. That brings me to my last two things. One, shit went south. when <laughs> Put the belt on Punk. Yes. Still no timeline for the end of these suspensions or what the suspensions are or the outcome. There's still, a, there's still an investigation going on. It's the reason why Kenny
2: Omega couldn't send a video to Mania because he, he told Conan that I can't send anything pro wrestling related until this investigation is over. So that tells you that these suspensions doesn't seem like they're going to be lifted anytime soon that's wild that to just hold up yeah it sucks your company in limbo it's, 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 it's good it could be a good thing let me explain if anything else this will teach Tony like I need help oh, <laughs> right okay, yeah. like you have lost your four biggest stars arguably your four biggest stars pretty good. Punk, the Bucks, that's pretty fucking heavy. Yes. Right? At least four of you six. Yeah. The show must go on. Vince has lost Austin. Vince has has lost people before. But Tony has to realize that it ain't, one, it's not over. You can get through this. Moxley can't carry you through this thing, right? Daniels, whoever can carry you through.
1: But you need help booking your show. That brings me to the last topic for AEW. Moxley resigns. Yes. Great move. Jericho resigned too? Jericho resigns. This is the problem. This is where you. Tony needs help. Maybe it shows Tony he needs help. In the announcement of Jericho resigning, it's not only resigning as a talent, he's going to have some backstage yep. duties and the, a producer and everything. I don't like that. Why? I love Jericho's mind. I love him as a talent. Mm-hmm. I think he has a great future doing this the backstage producer putting together matches. Love it. I don't like him doing it while he's wrestling. I don't mind it. I feel like go out and get help externally. Go and find writers. Like, it's the same. You did the same thing with the Bucks. You did the same thing with Omega. Yo, you come in, you book the women, blah, blah. That didn't go right. You took it right away. We don't, we can only have so many player coaches. Chill. No, he can have that.
2: No, I, I role get After he's done, but yeah, you, you have to start doing it at some point while you're active. Yeah, oh. this is a clear sign that Jericho's transitioning,
1: and it, it should be his transition. It, this is a he's clear been sign in it long enough yeah. that
2: this is a clear sign that he's transitioning. And you, you the one thing that you said this on point, like Jericho has a great mind for
1: this, right? Oh, yeah.
2: And what I said about The Rock holds true for Jericho. There's only two people that have been able to transition from heel to babyface lose matches and, and none of it matters. They're still over. Jericho's that other guy. Jericho obviously has an ego. All wrestlers do. But he also understands the business is very important. If there's anybody in that locker room that's going to get respect, it's him. Yeah. So yeah, he could still he could be he could be a player coach because he can't book his own shit. <laughs> or producing your own stuff. He probably won't. Like he'll probably be an agent helping other people's matches or feuds or coaching. That's key. People respect him. The thing about the buck, like you mentioned, the bucks—they're different. They're
1: still trying to get somewhere. Jericho's done literally everything that there is to do. Yeah, but they're depending on him to still do things, which is different because it's, it's not like a because that same token you put Danielson in the same role. That's what right? I was about to say, and he has a great mind for that. And I think when it's all said and done, he'll be amazing for that. And if they can keep him in that role, I think the next bidding war for Danielson is not in the ring because no. he went. He'll probably do Wrestle Kingdom. He he'll do all the shit he wants in the ring. Yes. In three or four years, the bidding war is going to be between Trips and Tony of, no, we want you back here. Yeah. We we want you in the back helping us and as an agent, as a producer. We want you in that role. You just got to make sure Danielson's done. See, that that's the
2: difference. He's Jer- going through a bucket list right now. Yeah. Like, Danielson's not done. Like, no. Edge isn't done. Right? Jericho, I think, is on the verge of being done, which is why he signed this deal because it's like, I'm getting close, guys. I'm like 50. Yeah. You know, like I've been in great shape, but I, I have no ego. I don't need these titles. You can put them on me but if I, it helps the business, but I'm not going out there saying I need to win the ROA's title. And I don't want these in five years. Yeah. Like this isn't, I'm, I'm going to hold it here so somebody else can be made after
1: they get it. The key is, again, that's all fine and dandy. And they're great. And even at that point, not that I'm weary of putting your biggest stars in these positions, but it's just like Jordan isn't the greatest owner in the world because he's the greatest basketball player, right? Like some some people, it doesn't translate. Some of the best coaches were nothing more than bench players. Yeah, but then you have Bill Russell, who was a player coach. Okay, there's only so many of them. I, I just said I don't need a million of them. No, no, no. But Jer- um, Jericho's... I, he I, could be the exception. I think Jericho's just different. But I think then you go Danielson. You've done Omega already with that. You've but, had the Bucks
2: do it. But also—but that's the difference. The Bucks and Omega, they are still chasing the dragon.
1: I'm just saying it's a pattern of who he gets help from. Well, that's, you have to get former wrestlers. They're current wrestlers. Right. But, <laughs> get get but, a former wrestlers. Get people...
2: Like who? Who but is... Get, like, who is the mind out there? Like, Jericho is... I don't know,
1: man. Like, Fit Finley was a great guy, right? And he wasn't,
2: like, the best of wrestlers. But they have those. Look, they room. have Malenko backstage. They have, Mark Henry. they have Mark Henry backstage. Is that what Mark Henry does? Yes, he coaches and does commentary. They have big shows. They all oh, work... I'm talking about, like, agents. Produce. Yeah, they help produce matches. But Jericho was different because, like I just mentioned, none of them were as good as Jericho. Malenko can wrestle. Mark Henry has character, but… Yeah, but you transition into different roles. You learn different But, stuff. like, Jericho is a guy who totally understands this business. Jericho is a guy who will come in and say, that promo ain't working, and the guy will be like, he's right. If Fitz Finley came in there and told me that promo ain't working, some of these young guys play be like, get your old ass out. No, of that's here.
1: not the case. But I think Jericho is… It's just like coaching in football. Like, a fucking guy could have played D-line. He ends up as the old coordinator, and then he's a head coach. and He's wildly respected. Like, no one's going to tell Andy Reid, like, get your big ass out of here. You don't know often. Well, no, but I'm like, saying… Like, you grow into a role.
2: Yes, but I think Jericho is already respected in that sense that he can come in and be like, hey, that promo's not working. And they'll be like, all right, how can I make it better? You trust Jericho to be That's... able to help you. You More important than anything else, Tony's not going to say this, but I guarantee you this is what it is. Trish Jericho's going to teach you how to do sports entertainment. Oh, yeah. What you saying? <laughs> like… <laughs> Like, we can wrestle. We figured that part yes. out. But we- Jericho's going to come in there, like, again. Go well, it's an Like, Gewerd's book, every book that I've read that talks about Chris Jericho talks about him the same way. It was like, there are not too many people minds that work like Chris. The Jer- the angle with Jericho and Shawn Michaels was Jericho's idea. The angle with Jericho and Christian with Trish Jess, that was Jericho's idea. The Money in the Bank ladder in the match, that
1: was Jericho's idea. He one of the best matches or feuds ever with Punk.
2: Right, Like all of these things where like you can have a room with people and they would go to a writer or they would go to Vince and Jericho would just sit there and was like, right, I like I already got my shit guys. So you take that knowledge and you bring it to the team
1: that's where it's worthy and he's still going to work. Like right now I just hope Tony goes again I just don't want to see the pattern because the only place you go for help are wrestlers in your building. Go get some fucking writers. Go get diversify your writing room. Not just They're, they don't have the the latest. I mean, exactly, they like, don't just don't get the latest guy who's now your friend that you were hugging at the podium. Like, I don't think that because you're no longer hugging the Bucks and Kenny, the same way. So now you're gonna go get your your new next buddy chums. I don't that think you that's you what respect. this is. Like Jericho's a, again, he's
2: different. He ain't Kenny. He's not. He's none of those things. He ain't just don't. There's nobody your Employees else. are employees. Who el- Fans are your friends. Who else do you compare to Jericho? Who else comes close?
1: Oh, Jericho's great. No, Jer- no, but I'm saying, who else is, if there was somebody else, who would it be? Oh, for like that mind and the ability and my faith in them doing well in that gig. I, I think so highly of Jericho and his mind. And, and I think Danielson could do it to a degree. But I, I think Jericho's is a different level in terms of like promos and shit. <clears throat> it's just him and trips. That's it. The, and that that's my list of it. Like, But Trips already has the one gig. So if you had to go be like, yo, who the fuck is my Triple H? Like, Who can do what Like he did in NXT and do all this and run and he has the mind for the business and he's just been scripting shit in the background for every year. He's wrestled and he's always reinvented himself and everything's always worked. It's just Jericho and Trips. That's it.
2: And how did Trips do it? He worked as an active talent and he transitioned into that role.
1: Same way. Okay.
2: So it's like you have to, you have to lock Again, them up in something. There's
1: only so many. Yes. But, but yes, it but could
2: be the exception. I think Jericho is going to be what Triple H was to Vince. Jericho is going to be NXT that. year. Like, like Jericho is going to yeah. be that to Tony. Yeah. Jericho is going to be Call, that. Call me when it's the major pay-per-view time. Yep. Outside of that, I'm, I'm not, back here. I'm back here. And more importantly, I'm one of the boys. So it's like you're not one of the boys. Yeah. You're, and you're not Vince. So, yeah, it's just downbound. Like, the pulse. Yeah, but I can... I'll go in that locker room. Like, the shit with CM Punk wouldn't it happen if I'm there. Yeah. That's Jericho. Yeah. Like, I'll talk to Punk. Like, Tony's been player, coach, friend type thing. And it works in some ways and it doesn't work in others. Like, when you're a friend to your kid, sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. But there's always got to be an asshole or there's always got to be somebody that they yeah. respect. And I think you had to lock Jericho in like that because you can't allow him to go somewhere else. No, you can't. Him. You can't. He's, it, it, Again, just like you said, Triple H and Jericho are the only two guys that can do this right yeah.
1: now. And then like, Trips has shot, Like, Jericho could have Brian and they'll carry your book. Yeah, in like, in they, they can year. figure
2: that out later. But yeah, right now, but like, you need somebody that's going to stand next to you yep. and tell, like, Tony be like, they're not going to listen to me. They'll listen to you.
1: No. They're wrestling nerds. Yeah. and like, Jer- they, they hit, Trips and Jericho are yeah. like, historian nerds. Like, yes. And Hunter and Chris, did the same thing. Chris more so than Hunter. Yep.
2: And when they when they put Chris Hunter in that world, everything. When they put Hunter in their role, they were like, "All right, you you still a talent, but but we're transitioning you.
1: That's fair. I yeah. just want Tony to then also get away from his his normal shit because right now, be like, yeah, he needs help. He's just repeating mistakes. It's a better form of that because I trust Chris, like giving. Omega, the entire women's division is like, bro, he's never booked anything. Like, no. he's, he's never shown the capacity of doing this. Um, so that's a little different. Like, this is better. I don't think this will be a mistake. But again, get out of your comfort zone. Just stop trying to do the same shit. Get crisp. Get other people. And, and let's see how it rocks. So That's Pro Wrestling for this week. One hell of a show. We'll be back on Thursday previewing MMA and boxing for this weekend. Well, we got a ton of boxing recap from this last week. weekend. So that'll be a show We'll talk Kanye and drink champs. Just the overall arcing thing there because we talked about that on the last boxing show as well. So we're going to bring that full circle. And then, yeah, we'll talk MMA. We'll talk Andrew Tate. Yeah, we'll talk UFC 280. 280. uh, Over there in Abu Dhabi, preview the whole card. That's going to be one hell of a card leading into what looks to be one hell of a close of the year for the UFC. So can't wait uh, to go through there predictions, all that stuff. We appreciate you for listening to us. As always, we'll keep the short. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios. Everyone for holding down to us. If you're in Vegas, hit us up. We're here at the Win Resort. Follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter. Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Shout out to producer Cole Baybay, who isn't here today. But you know he's always holding it down, usually talking wrestling with us. So we'll catch up to him next week. You guys stay safe. Stay healthy. Until our next show, we're out. Peace.